Hello, everybody, and welcome to another spooky season edition of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing VHS 94, a Shudder exclusive, the fourth film in the VHS series, even though they've abandoned numbers. Uh, and yeah, that's what we're here to do tonight. Joining me first up from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. Still staying with that earth, wind, and fire background on the live stream. I like the commitment. Yeah, I mean, at some point we'll hit Halloween or something and I'll get a wild hair and change it up again. You're like my aunt who likes to leave her Christmas tree up as long as humanly possible every year because she's a hoarder. Hey, it's September 21st once a year, so I'm prepared. (laughs) That's true. You'll be ready. Next up on the show from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. Hello, I don't have a background, or it's just my actual background, my living room. Love it. And last up tonight, joining us after a few weeks away, please welcome back to the show, Elizabeth. You're muted still. Welcome to the show. Hi, you guys. (laughs) There you are. Uh, My background also is just real ass life My i moved paper towels for you all so you're welcome this is just the uh <laughs> this is just the glamour of amateur podcasting you betcha here we are um yeah schnars was supposed to be here tonight nobody panic schnars uh <laughs> i know i know i know now i got a text yesterday he was very upset that he might miss the show and he's missing the show for the most Schnarr's character reason ever, but I'm not going to out him. I want to let him make that decision. I'll tell you guys why he's Can missing. Can we guess? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That's it. I can't wait. Let's talk about my new Lord and Savior, Ratma. Let's take a quick uh, break and discuss a VHS 94. This is it, Shatterford. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. Before we do that, though, real quick roundtable. What was everyone doing in 94? All answers applicable. I was five. So starting kindergarten. My God. (laughs) I was in the fourth grade and doing really poorly in math. (laughs) I remember that year. I flunked out of music school and started my computer degree. Wow. (laughs) Bunch of winners all around here. And yourself, Eric. Casey, did you decide to leave or were they like, leave? No, I decided to leave. I decided to be a band director is not what I wanted out of life. Oh, man. What an image. I love it. 94, I would have been 12 years old, hardcore getting into horror. Um. And yeah, I mean, I would have been like every week at the grocery store with my mom renting horror movies and you know, now I'm here. So here <laughs> it all are. tracks. Yeah. Not much all in between. Sense. <laughs> yeah. 12 was around the time that my mother rented me Rocky Horror Picture Show thinking it was, like she knew what it was. I don't like, cause I was like, well, it has horror. It's in the I horror aisle. Like let's, <laughs> and I just remember watching and being like, this is confusing. I don't know what to think about any of this. We watched it recently and I loved your commentary. I like, it was fascinating watching it with you and hearing your like inside thoughts about like, it's a lot, what you thought at your first viewing yeah. and like now, and I could hear it. There was still like, you're like, <laughs> it confuses me like in it's, more than one way. It's like, a lot. It's a lot. To can you do a think piece? 
I would like this. I think I would uh, enjoy this trip down you uh, trauma <laughs> lane. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. We all thought it. Um, all right. <laughs> Caitlin. Yeah. Please bring us the word of the day. Eric, the word of the day is cyborg. Cyborg is a portmanteau of cybernetic and organism and means being born, or excuse me, being with both organic and biomechanical body parts. And we get some cyborg action in VHS 94. Well, I wonder when the origin of that was. If I click into this here Wikipedia, <laughs> I might be able to I just it. got me thinking, like, I wondered, is that a, well, that has to be a 20th century word. Well, it's, the cyb comes from cybernetic and org comes from organism. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a combo of those two words. I do like a good portmanteau. I'm guessing some sci- science fiction author from the 50s invented it. Right. That's what I would guess. Yeah. If only I had gone to Duke, I would know off the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, we cannot all be so lucky. I, I just is that where Schnars is? Is he at like a Duke reunion? And that was his. <laughs> no, but I just I went to IMDb because I wanted to pull up this VHS ninety four page quick, just to uh, look at it while I was doing the next part. And instead, I typed in cyborg because that's not my ring. Um, love it. All right, VHS. Eric, what? I was going to ask you a question. Sure, go for it. Did you know that VHS ninety four is the biggest movie premiere in Shutter history? Uh, I, I did know that five minutes ago when he told me in the pre-show. That's <laughs> Isn't that significant? I think that it speaks to the fandom for the series, you know? Yeah. They're and fun. I'm glad to see Shudder getting it. They are fun movies for sure. That's pretty cool. I did, I mean, like there's been a, some pretty big things on Shudder. That is interesting that that's the biggest one. I'm so glad for the Shudder love and activity personally. Yeah. Um, this was a good get for him. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is really surprising. That's crazy. Okay. So just a real quick rundown. So directors on VHS 94, obviously this is a, um, anthology series. It's the fourth in the series. Uh, the empty wake directed by Simon Barrett, the veggie masher directed by Steven Kostansky. Which one is the veggie masher? It's like a commercial commercial in Ratma in storm drain. Yeah. yeah. Chloe Okuno directed storm drain, which we're going to talk about at length. Um, Terror is directed by Ryan Prowse. I don't remember which one Terror is. That was the white the supremacy one. one, right? Okay. Holy yeah. Hell, directed That's by... the wraparound. Okay. Jennifer Reeder and Timo Tahanto directed The Subject. That's the crazy-ass cyborg one, right? Got it. So, yeah. yeah. T- TV head. Yeah. It's an anthology <laughs> film. There's a wraparound. There's a bunch of different stories. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk about like run down all of them i think what we should do is do the round table let's talk about our least favorite and our most favorite and then we can go from there and like dig into individual stories how does that sound word yeah word yeah. um caitlin what uh what do you think of vhs 94 least favorite most favorite it's an anthology uh, film someone has to lose someone has to lose that's <laughs> this is like brutal out here i haven't seen squid game squid games yet but i feel like this is akin to what's happening um i liked vhs 94 it was the first screener i've ever gotten which was very exciting for me uh mr john shelton was able to help me get connected to shutter and and watch it and i felt extremely privileged to do so 
My favorite, and I think I speak for a lot of us when I say, including Schnars, who wanted it known, uh, that my favorite uh, is Storm Drain. So Chloe Okuno's segment on Ratma, Hail Ratma. Love that uh, beast. It's it's so good. And well, I, I had the opportunity to interview her, and she said that she had originally written it as a conventional sort of horror short. And when VHS approached her, she converted it into found footage. So that's where she got the like sort of news reporter part. Um, I think my least favorite would probably be Terror, which is the last one. Um, I enjoy the concept. Like, it's a cool concept. And there were some cool moments. But uh, I think by that point, I was just sort of like, I don't know. It's a hard act to follow the subject, just in terms of like mm-hmm. technical effects and like, I don't know. It, it maybe should have been placed differently, but yeah, that one was my least favorite. Okay. Casey. Um, yeah, I was pretty excited for this one going into it. And overall, I like this as a whole. There's uh, some good stuff in there. My favorite out of all these, and I think I stand alone, was the subject. Uh, the crazy cyborgs were my jam, and I thought it was great. And I kind of loved the Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein angle they were going and stuff. So I was a pretty big mark for it, and I thought it had really good body horror. So I was down. The rest of them, I mean, I really didn't have a problem with any of them. My least favorite is probably the the Wake, I believe. To that one felt like in comparison to the other movies that get packaged in here and the zany stuff that's going on, it felt kind of standard as far as it felt like a zombie movie. Not a badly made zombie movie, but I think packaged in here where it is, it hurt it some just because there's good stuff happening before, good stuff after, and it's kind of on a smaller scale. And that's, I think that's probably a thing placing, like you said, Caitlin, placing would probably help it too. Yeah, it's interesting. It's super interesting finding out, well, I mean, like, Simon Barrett directed that because it literally just because that's a name I recognize, but I just went over to his IMDb page. He's known more as a writer, um, although he did direct Tape 49 in VHS 2, and I'm trying to remember which one that is, but but there it is. Elizabeth, what did you think of this? So I would say my least favorite for well, I'm not going to say for sure. My least favorite is probably actually a tie between is it terror the last segment and um i'm wish i had better notes the wake is it called the empty the wake? wake the empty wake <clears throat> and we can get into it but i have some questions about the empty wake just like story wise like plot wise um i loved my I think favorite you, was storm drain you had the best question about the wake which is did we need that guy to show up? Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my main. Show up and pay his respects and walk out. Cool. Was he like necromancing a little bit? This maybe? is what I'm saying. Like he walked in and the second I heard that accent, I was like, okay, we got a vampire. Sounds like he, <laughs> yeah, he feels Eastern European. Like there's something going on where they're like very much trying I came to, lead you down to pay some... my respects. Like that kind of. Right. Yeah. But then it's like, <laughs> then it's like, he's like kind of like mumbling a spell. It sounds like, or something. I don't know. Yeah, there are there are things. To he t- has really discuss, evil, you know? devious plans to just trash that room. Yeah, <laughs> to pay his respects and leave. Like oh. apparently, those were his plans. Um, I like Storm to think drain. That he was like, "Fuck this guy" in whatever his <laughs> native language, was. right? And then was like, "I'm done." Bye. Like to her, she's like, "Do you want coffee?" Uh, so yeah, I got a lot of problems with that one, but I also really disliked terror. I disliked the universe it existed in. I just I wasn't a huge fan of like the tone of that one, and, or the length. It felt like the very uh, lengthy segment. Storm Drain could have taken all the time from 
both of those segments and just like lived in that sewer for a minute. Are Holly or anchor in that? Um, I'm just going to cheat off of you, Caitlin. What is this actress's name? The actress? Oh, I mean, I can Google. I'm like... I've got it. Huh? You're the student. I figured your notes. Anna she, Hopkins. I, Anna Hopkins. Chef's kiss. I thought she was... As somebody who, like, for various reasons, I've known people who work on and off screen in the news industry for, like, most of my life. She rings very true as somebody in exactly the characterization that they are developing for her in that short period of time. Like a young reporter, really good like a young reporter in a small town. Like it's, and Eager, it's, it's not easy. To, it's not easy to nail that vibe either. Uh-huh. And also like, yeah, just <laughs> the expectations of people that are kind of like new in some of those jobs are wild. Like, on location in a suit, whatever. Like it, yeah. it was good. I like biohazard for us, babe. Exactly. <laughs> Go to yeah. Chernobyl and just <laughs> But she, she, yeah, she killed it. Um, I loved the creature design on that one, and just the point of view it was told from. I even really liked the, which for various reasons I'm not huge on there being like um, an epilogue or anything on anthology entries that are especially that are supposed to be found footage. But I kind of dug the little zinger at the end of that one too, which is really cool. We can get into whatever. Um, I enjoyed that bit, that segment enough to not regret having watched this movie. I did not find merit really in anything else that was happening for it to be a thing that I'm like super glad I watched. Yeah. Um, I'm in agreement with a, a lot of what you're saying, Elizabeth. I, I really do. And en- I've enjoyed this series a lot. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for filmmakers to just do different kinds of things. I'm of course like obsessed with actual VHS myself, which helps. And I like the, I'm also obsessed with the found footage. I've always been a big fan. I think that the first two films are really solid, even though both of them have segments that are hit or miss. Uh, VHS Viral, I didn't love, because um, we just looked uh, pre-show, if you're patreon.com slash bloody good horror, we, ha- we just ran all of the segments down to refresh ourselves. And immediately was like, okay, I remember VHS Viral being a little disappointing. Um, I think this is worse than Viral by like a significant margin, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I think that I'm just going to call it Ratma. I know it's not what it is. Storm Drain. Because that's just a great name and I love it. And it's like also sounds awkward to say. And I kind of I kind of like that too. I feel like if like we can have a call and response thing, like when anyone says Ratma, we go, hail Ratma. Storm Drain. Yeah. Hail Ratma. <laughs> but like, I think that this segment is head and shoulders above anything else in this movie. I don't even think it's in the same league as anything else, which is... Not a great way to start out your anthology film. Like, because typically I feel like the anthology movies that work the best kind of build up and then have like around where your third act would start. That's typically, I, in my opinion, where you want your strongest thing. And then your last second would be some kind of weird quirky thing that just serves as a nice, like kind of, you know, denouement everything. But The problem with that is you have to have enough, um, you have to be able to step back enough to be like, which of these are really good and which aren't that great. So maybe, maybe they didn't know. It's tough. It's hard to sort of, um, when you're close to the material, it's kind of hard to know. So it's great, dude. I have no complaints. Storm Drain is awesome. I think it is the one that strips down found footage to 
its barest essence, which to me is when it is best. Like found footage is not complicated. It's not, it's not necessarily easy, but when it works, it's almost always in really simple setups. And that's what I love about this. Like a significant part of it is her creeping down a black sewer where you can't see into the distance. This was one of the few that were, if not, if it was not shot on VHS, this is one of the few that they actually degraded it enough to really give it that feel. That's another huge pet peeve with this movie. Cause like the other VHS movies are modernish, most of them. So like you can get away, in my opinion, with some of them are like the VHS two, the guy gets an eye implant. Okay, that's gonna be like pretty high-tech video. This is called VHS 94. So I'm going to believe this was shot in the 90s. You can't just go shoot this fucking thing with a red camera and throw a VHS filter over it and be like, it's a VHS. I'm sorry, call me a nerd. But I feel like that's the all if you're going to set in the 90s, you got to commit to the authenticity of it or don't do it. Like, I don't understand some the video thing. I don't know. That bothers me a lot. Um well, Eric, hey, Eric, I um I got to interview Chloe Akuno on Plug It Up, and they did spend a lot of time getting the footage to look like that. I, I so bet they spent a lot of time with that effect, and it was really important to her. Um, it so, feels the most authentic. Kudos. In fact, in a really dark segment, it goes so far as like obscuring your view for a lot of it. But like that's kind of the point, right? Like there right. is this mysterious, like unknowable quality of that stuff because of not only how shitty it is, but like it was really bad in low light. That stuff degradates over time, like that kind of thing. So huge props to everyone involved in Ratma. And it gets weird because the VHS has always had a weird streak, which is something I appreciate about the series. And it gets real weird. There's like this, there's like weird rat vomiting on people and the the <laughs> human skull thing. None of it makes a lick of sense, but like in the world, I got so ex- in the world they've created it, they sell it and it's awesome. Um, I totally have no idea you're muted. I totally have no idea how to um, take this like weird, uh, the the news people thing in, in Storm Drain was like a little much for me when we're just like cracking wise. And then like, that was a little weird. But um, the rest of it was, especially after seeing the rest of the movie, I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. I think that um, The Empty Wake is for me by far my least favorite. And this thing, they just, they cook up like a really convoluted way to have like fully three camera angles. And then they cut back and forth in a way that it's like they're trying to cheat and still get movie angles. Like one of them literally- Who edited it? Well, yeah. I mean, and that does come up, right? I think if you're going to have multiple angles, to me, the only time that works is when you have two camera people who are like in the same general area, but in different places. Like they do that at the end of Blair Witch, right? It cuts between the 16 millimeter and the VHS and it creates all this tension. This is just like you have a technical director in a studio being like, take camera one, take camera two. Like one of them's on a Dutch angle. Like, do you think this girl who was like setting up for this funeral was like, you know, I think it'd be really artistic if I just like turned this to the sign a little bit. It's just kind of, to me, I don't, why are you, it's like really anathema to found footage in general to me. It kills all the tension in this thing. You spend a significant amount of time with her just on the phone, not being scared and just like talking to her friends and stuff. And like, there's zero tension in this thing. And even I think it does liven up a little bit once the thing comes alive, but then you just lots of questions about why and how, and like, I will I can't say, I believe she tried to shoot a Dutch angle. 
The only thing I love about it. We all know what that means. The only thing I love about <laughs> that is the tornado at the end. Cause why not? Like that's the VHS weirdness that I like the tornado just like crashing in. Um, the rest of it for I, me. Yeah, I ahead. did like the empty wake. FYI. I like, that's we cool. can, I don't want to interrupt your spiel, but that's I do okay. at some point want to give some love to empty wake. It's a oh, debate yeah. club all day. I love it. I <laughs> aggressively dislike it the most out of all. I, of them. I, I um, <laughs> he's he, rolling. We'll, we got him. Yeah. I just, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm just setting him up and knocking him out here. The, um, the one with the experiment, like I like the ideas they're playing with. It's way too long. And also I think is the epicenter of another huge problem in this movie the quality of acting in this movie, even from the other VHS movies, which have always been, you know, like low budget affairs where they're really like kind of uh, patchwork kind of, you feel the like DIY spirit of all these movies, but there's always been a level of professionalism that for me is like missing here in particular with the acting. And like this, I cannot with this, I can't, I get why the vibe of this mad scientist dude could hit somebody on a, the right person on the right day and be into it. But I was like, tapping out by that point in the movie i was pretty done with it um and my lap my last complaint and then i'll stop complaining for the moment is that i didn't love the wraparound and part of it is that it's it's jarring cutting like i kept having to ask elizabeth and i were watching this together i kept having to be like what is happening because without that like clean transition of like i'm putting a tape in here's some static here's the next story it was just hard cutting in between stories and the and the background thing. And I was like lost. It would take me a second to like catch up. So it was a little, I was having trouble following it. It was, didn't love it. Um, Can I tell the reason why maybe you were having a little trouble? No, you cannot. This is a family show. I was going to say, this sounds horny. I don't like it. No, no, it was not. (laughs) It's not horny. I was having back pain and I took some medicine. (laughs) Decidedly not horny. Not at all, but very entertaining for me. No, but yeah, I don't, um, it, it's to me this overall is a drop off in quality, but I, I love Storm Drain and all the rat vomit that comes with it. So that was how I felt about this movie. I, um, I said, go ahead, Caitlin. I'm sorry. No, you go. Sti- no. Well, I I got what I expected out of a VHS movie on this. For me, the collection we got here, I got I enjoyed two of them, three of them, a third one a little bit, and one of them I just didn't think I thought was out of place. That's kind of what if I expect what I expect out of a VHS movie, and that's usually what I get. To me, it felt like it was another good step in the chain. I uh, I think it, it definitely doesn't punch like the first two do. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I uh, think, and it's hard. Me, it is hard. It's hard to continue creating lightning in a bottle over and over. For yeah. Sure. I mean, the concept for the first one, it's like, that's a cool ass concept. So like any off of that, it's going to be like, you know, the shine is going to be just like sort of dulled a little bit. I would argue, though, the second entry is neck and neck, if not stronger than the first. Like, yeah. they're both really good. The second one's real good. They're very good. I, I think for Holy Hell is the wraparound segment, the Jennifer Reader one. And I will say the one thing that I, I really liked about the wraparound is that they did a good job of portraying how vast that space was because it does look endless like i have no idea what's happening i don't know if we're underground i have no idea where we are and it's really chaotic and confusing but i kind of like how good they were at getting like a really expansive feel to it Mm -hmm. and then for the empty wake i i did feel some tension there i did feel like it was building something scary i with the three cameras i was like "Mm -hmm, i don't know (laughs) I'm 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 a purist 
Same. Which is very fair. Uh, I did I did find it tense and scary at times. Just uh, for whatever reason, it hit me right that day. Um, and if if uh, the subject had been tightened, I think it, I would have been yeah. overall like it might have become no whole uh, storm drain was always going to be my. Favorite. I agree. But I the agree. subject would have been better. But if it was just like a little tight, I do think there's something there in the subject that I think tightening up. Like in general, the pace of the movie as a whole is a little weird. It's a little kind of up and down, I feel like. And part, yeah, part of it is that segment where it kind of goes on. Well, I'll jump, I'll put it right out there. My biggest thing, it's not a bad, but like I said, it wasn't badly made and I liked it and probably in a different context, I would like it more, but it's a lot of buildup to get to where our biggest jarring thing and weirdest thing we're going to see out of a VHS movie is half a head with its eyeball moving around. You know, otherwise it's standard zombie stuff. So I was expecting more. Once the ca- the casket opens, that's right. a good point. The variety and sort of constructs they're playing with is not quite what we're used to in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casey, wouldn't you, if you were gonna create some kind of cyborg TV monitor lady, wouldn't you give her like better battery life or some yeah, kind of yeah, battery right. pack on her back? It was ninety four. I mean, <laughs> at least an extension cord. Do you, yeah, I was gonna say. Do you remember like having a, a that bothered me how quickly it was draining at the end? I was like, okay, it was. Yeah. Do you remember Casey though? Like. Uh, or any, anybody like having remote control cars in this era, you'd yeah. use the battery up in 20 minutes and you had to charge them for like eight hours and you had day. to, and you had to drain the battery completely or you'd destroy it. Yeah. They're going to never charge fully again, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I didn't like the, the use of the battery was like, oh, okay guys, like, come on. She's a full lady. I Takes know. a lot of power. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> she looked pretty good. I mean, Interesting. Do you think so? You think the battery was powering her whole body and not just her her face TV parts? I you know I really don't know. Mm. Was it powering her Hulk like strength? (laughs) Right, that's a good point too. Uh, Eric, you mentioned that there's one character there that has what does he have? Like a he has like a crazy cutting mechanical arm thing. I'm sorry, thank you. I forgot to mention this. That is my so other than Storm Drain. I loved the fuck out. (laughs) I loved robot knife arms. It is ridiculous. He was like grown. Okay. That was cool. He's huge. He gets up and he's cutting people like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not that hard to please you guys. Like I just need, (laughs) but no, it was one of those moments where I'm like, my eyebrows lifted up. I was like, okay, all right. I see. I feel like if it had cut there. Yeah. And not had like sort of the epilogue part. I did. I was waiting to see her in the mirror and I'm glad we got that. If we hadn't, I would have been so frustrated. But also but they uh, built it up so much. There's nothing they could have shown me that would have been like, oh, like yeah. with the vomiting and everybody's reaction shots. Like you need to tread lightly there because you're really setting expectations up in your own sort of world where like, yeah, I was just like, okay, I mean, that's kind of what I figured it was going to look well, like. Well, right, I by that point, we're like, oh, I know. It to be gnarly, but I expected to be more than here down. Mm. Right. That was interesting that's when we saw that piece of her head. Yeah. <laughs> um, the beginning was a little bit more, um, like, in terms of body horror, him creating her was grosser than the reveal. Yeah. Yes. I like that that scientist, too. I thought he, he cracked me up. I thought he was cheesing it up and... I mean, I, I think he—it's a—he's got he a very executed what they were looking for. I yeah. and I, Casey, I mean this. I I don't mean this in a negative way. I knew you would like this dude. It's a very cinema fromage vibe he has oh, yeah. going on. You know what it's I mean? It's totally like, be. It's a totally a which B has its place. It I does. Mean, yeah, it does. I think it was just like the the resonating just with the rest of the acting in this movie. I was just like, Lord help me. Honestly, that's probably why this is my 
the very reasons why this is my favorite segment out of here. It's well, very beat. The whole, I would argue too that this. I would argue too that the whole movie, across the board, is a degree campier than than the other ones. That's fair. Some of them. Yeah. Are I just, wanted to see funny. more of that spider guy right at the beginning of that segment. Right when we open, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and then he never comes back. Well, one thing that I found so holy hell the wraparound and. Definitely storm drain and terror, maybe a little bit with the empty wake, given that we're getting like some necromancy and there was that other guy that came in. There's a little bit of like cultiness in each one. Yeah. Like the cult of Ratma, the cult that holy hell is happening. And um, the subject was just very different because it's just the one guy. And I mean, he's making his own sort of army, but it felt I was like, oh, are we doing like a theme? Like, is this like a theme of like extreme belief cultist type stuff? Or and then I was like, oh. Yeah, I kind of yeah. got vibes from the wraparound of I don't know if any of you guys listen to Video Palace, the Shutter um, podcast. Oh, it's yeah. Like a, a oh fiction, yeah, it's a fictional podcast series about a guy who tracks down the origin of these like creepy tapes, and then it turns out it like opens a, a plane to a demon world or like. It's very. Um, it's really good. By uh, the way, creepy pasta on sci-fi. Yes. Yeah. Season yeah. one. You know the ending. The ending of the wraparound just left a bad taste in my mouth with the just like this is the best video yet. Like we're gonna get like that's okay. that was my problem with the wraparound because with these VHS movies, the thing that I always that thrilled me with these movies that they were like finding they were presenting them like snuff films. Right. That they found these mysterious tapes and stuff like that. Nobody in any of those movies are standing there bragging to their victim at the end of the wraparound saying, we have we're extreme content providers. We're going (laughs) to provide most extreme content. It's just I didn't get that. And and that's like the tone is a little kind of wackadoo in a lot of these things. I do. I will say for Holy Hell, Jennifer Reeder did inherit that script and the cast for it and wanted to honor the original writer's uh, script and to keep those actors. And I imagine that that is difficult in a lot of ways, especially if your vision might. Well, the wraparound story is difficult enough without those parameters. I can't imagine what I do. Visually cool, though. What I do love about these movies in general is the way that they take. They sort of. Well, I, I wonder if younger people watch them and I'll expound on that. But like, (laughs) I love the way that they take VHS and they take it from being something that I think a younger person would look at and be like, not understand and be like, well, it was a crusty old people thing, whatever. But what it does is it really looks at like what makes physical media unique and uses that to create horror. Like one-off, like this is a one-off thing that exists in the world that you found. It's part of what I liked about some of the other more traditional wraparounds where we're just finding tapes and we're like playing them or whatever. But I like that it's sort of um, in a horror-y, fantastical way has created almost like a time capsule explainer for like what makes physical media kind of special and weird. Like you know that. what I mean? Like it's fun to like get, I know people who buy lots of vhs off ebay in the hopes of finding the ones that are handwritten to just like see what's on them i keep like handfuls of ones from from my childhood and it's just like random shit we taped off hbo and commercials and like that moment like i love finding stuff on youtube that's dubbed off of a vhs that has the local news like 
845 yeah. T's on it that's like tonight at 11 like I fuck I love it and like I, I love loved it. like when you were in school watching an old video that a teacher had taped and like you get the commercials from the era yeah. and I was like old M&M's commercials let's go but the teacher would always be like yes okay there is a guy in YouTube I, I'd have to google it but his name is like 80s commercial guy or something and he has uploaded like 400 compilations of just commercial breaks recorded off of VHS. And he put like Elizabeth and I for like four hours one night. We've watched 397 watched of them. These commercials. It was amazing. It was fun. But yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a, a magic to like those fleeting moments. I'm now I'm just like waxing poetic about VHS, but it is I like this series kind of continuing that. And I also like it as whatever, even if I don't like the entry. I like it as keeping found footage alive. I also like it as um, a sort of place where either established filmmakers can experiment or up and coming filmmakers can get a chance at something small and manageable and be a part of something larger. So I think that aspect of it is cool, kind of regardless of what the outcome is. Well, now that we have four, we could really do like a best of VHS, you know, franchise and piece together like a really dope compendium fan edit i think it's time (laughs) let's do it fun fact during the watching of this movie we her and elizabeth and i got uh chatting about the original vhs and that was where she learned what sharking is Mm -hmm. true story (laughs) yeah good time horrifying (laughs) do we want to talk about terror because that seems to be one that we all kind of were pretty lukewarm on listen i love vampires like through and through love vampires like my thing I, I guess like I was just like, oh, okay. This <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like how cute they were trying to be yes. with like the obfuscation of the monster because it's not that big a punch when we get it. And they go way too long being like, I'm dialed out. Like, what the fuck's this bunny? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, the sun or something. This like, whole, I'm, I'm okay. surprised Thank you for together, saying that. The whole fan. thing with the bunny and the, like, this is a larger, I think, microcosm of the issues of this movie it's way too overwritten. Like what the fucking bunny and the, like it's insane. It's overdeveloped plot. ambitious. For yeah, well, fun. the point with the bunny though, cause they're trying, they were trying to do their own spin on a vampire taking, come up with something different. And that's the only way they could explain their difference was to blow up the bunny because it was not making sense when they're trying to lay out this plot of them bombing the government building. Weaponized, my question was. weaponized is, vampire blood. In it's anthology just... form, is that really where you want to explore an idea as complex as, like, if you're having to, like, rewrite rules of it's, monsters that we've known since forever? It's so like, this is not a lot of time it. for you to be able to do it in an organic way that feels natural right. to a viewer. And yeah. it just didn't. And the well, other I problem with think... this. Go ahead, Caitlin. I think that. It's kind of like what Eric was talking about when we did stay out of the attic. Um, you know, when we first get the glimpse of these guys, I'm like, I can't, like, I don't want to watch guys like this. Like, <laughs> right. Like, That's I'm another tired thing. of these type of dudes. Like, and I don't want to watch them being quirky. Yeah. I don't want to watch them being quirky or like f- sort of funny ish. Like, it's just, it's a weird vibe, the whole thing. Well, well and also- it's, what I was going to say is the, it's even okay to, the, you get a chuckle out of it the first time. Look at these idiots being idiots, but it gets tired quick. Yeah, it does. And they use a lot of kind of like shorthand with one another about the situation that is lost on the viewer because we don't know yet, like what's got, you know, like they're like joking with Joe Bob and whoever and like 
I don't know what y'all are joking about, and I don't like you from go. <laughs> right. So like, I'm really not in this. I'm right like, now. okay. I'm just like, oh, this is coded as like, okay, these guys are fucking douchebags. I, I get it. Now, <laughs> I will say that, um, as well, I guess not. I was gonna say this is in the appropriate place if I was gonna order all of these, but to me, if you have like a weaker one, that one goes second. You come out of the gate real hot. You put your kind of stinker second. Then you like really bring it home with like third, fourth, and then you have your little like kind of epilogue. Straight up, if this one had been the first entry and Ratma was the last, I don't think there's any way I would not be sitting here right now all praising. I wonder. Like, that would have left me. <laughs> yeah, but such... if you have to wait that long to get to Ratma, our new God and Savior. Or even like next to last or so, like thrown in the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. It could have been really different. It's a hard, it's a hard turn going from that. And that's got to hurt. That's going to be hard for filmmakers who have no control over things like like where a segment is yeah. ultimately the you know place so it's it's i think it's a gamble it's a risk i'm really glad filmmakers take cuz i'm a huge huge nerd for anthologies i give the anthology format enough leeway that it doesn't bother me on the level of like a I don't know, like a very large scale mm-hmm. wide re- theatrical release, like Halloween Kills. Like, and not to say I don't have as much invested. I love the VHS uh, franchise, They're, but I, it's I, easier I to look at them as like a little more room to. It's easier to look at them as like fun experiments. I feel like exactly, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's like a, it's like a almost. sandbox a little bit. Just like have some exactly. fun, do something crazy, yeah. And for that, it did it did a good job. I I know people I'll be watching for moving forward, and people you know I probably won't quite as yeah. closely, but. Yeah. Why did the rat have the human skull thing on its face? Was that a mask? I love that it did. Or was that like one of those nature things where you're like, look at me, I'm a human in the shadows, and you come closer to me, and I'm a rat god. No, there was something about, they mentioned something quickly, though, about I've been somebody thinking. being down there so long they turned into a rat or something, I thought. I I've maybe imagined See, Well, because then you, because they, they do a nice be. little, like, switcheroo, because you think the dirty guy is rat man or something at first. And shoot, dude, <laughs> I love this reporter just being like, um, hi, sir. How are you? Excuse like, me. no, <laughs> hell no. Get the hell out of there. Get the fuck out. The camera guy was like, Holly, that was Holly, like, Holly. So here's my thing. And I like, to me, when f- found footage is kept simple and done right, it is capable of being scary. And like mm-hmm. these scenes in this sewer are scary. I jumped. The last exercise. I jumped multiple. I jumped multiple times watching mm-hmm. this one. There's a. Can weird I ask thing. though? Is it not? I took it to mean Ratma is the name of this deity, this thing, right? Yeah, but they're but in the beginning they're saying Ratman. They are. Yeah. Is that not because like, like they're mishearing it if they are hearing it echo from the sewers? Like oh, maybe they're like it's Ratman. Well, because and there's no, I think no, there's a lot of people this. saw that dude. That rat looks like a dude. Okay, so it's like an it's like an urban. I took it to be like the way an urban legend just formed. Right, but it would be like, like if the Mothman was real, <laughs> but when you met him, he was like, "My name's just Mothma." It's Mothma. <laughs> Small, <laughs> tiny correction. If you could just if you could take a note, that'd be great. It bugs me. Can you just get it right? Thank you, <laughs> man. I really loved the effects on on Storm Drain, like the the acidic yeah. puke stuff that oh, happens. Like yeah. that was cool. It was cool in the dim light of the sewer, and then it was also cool in the studio light of the newsroom. Yeah, like they, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this still hits right. Yep. Sweet. 
Yeah, and that one they made s- such good use of that location using the in those sewer title uh, tunnels. The way they set up those shots, there's that first one where she came around the corner and got that shock look on uh-huh. her face, and we can't see what she's looking. I was just sitting there, you're getting chills. I love that. I'm getting chills thinking about it. It's like, oh god, what's down there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah again, I mean, the camera guy, Holly, Holly. I just yeah. the, it's. Hey. Those really good use of light and dark, and it's scary, you know? Like, I think of something, um, when I say I'm a purist about it, I just think of something like Paranormal Activity, where 90% of the scares in that first film, it is a camera on a tripod, a single camera on a tripod, looking at people sleeping, but what is also in the frame is their open door and darkness. And so you stare at it. It's like one of those internet things. And that isn't to say that it's like, I mean, some people might call it gimmicky, but like to do it well is definitely an art form. But it, but to me, the simple, simpler is always the better. Like, in fact, you mentioned Elizabeth, um, the last exorcism, but that is maybe one of the few examples to me where a film had actually a pretty deep story and also did found footage really well. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. And maybe doing that again, like in a feature is makes more sense because it gives you more time to naturally develop the story because you can't like in a movie, right? You can't really skip time or compress time in a way you can in a more traditionally narrative thing. Which is why it's so impressive. I think here that she was able to really kind of flirt with and touch on like social issue. I mean, I was like, okay, like we're going (laughs) a few places here with very limited time that I don't feel like this is shoehorned in and like, this needs to be cut. Like You're it, talking about it storm drain? felt natural. Like she's just this like super enthusiastic, very eager, like wanting to help. Like quickly they brought you up to speed with just who this was a, as a person in a way that I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, I, I really liked that segment. That is it. Good stuff. Hail Ratma. Was there anything else Hail you Ratma. guys, uh, Casey, what's your, what's your favorite part of that um, experiment one? I think it was the reveal once she got into the bathroom and looked into the mirror. I was waiting for that because they were following kind of the classic thing and keeping it, you know, keeping it out of you and everything. They get your attention, your expectations build up. So once she finally revealed it, I was kind of for me, it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I weirdly expected the reveal to be gnarlier for some reason. I, don't I did know too. Why. Yeah. See, I expected it to be something like uh, like a Cenobite or something, and like she had camera lens coming out of her eyeball or you know something what boring I, like that. You know what I did? Casey, like, you're a pure soul. I feel like the inside of my head is so fucked up. <laughs> like, they're never going to match me. So I'm just like... <laughs> you know what I did? You just reminded me, like, again, like that, even though that one could be tighter, the thing I did like about it, this is the vibe of that segment. It is like a um, real, like, it's like a Sega CD game. Yeah. Like when they would make, I'm trying to think of the the term for it. Everybody, I, there's First a bunch person of, shooter. No, there's a bunch of nerds out there screaming right now. There's well, a, there is a segment where she's like, but like not reloading first her weapons. But there's like, a, oh, cool. But there's a term for these games where they actually would go out and shoot these really cheap ass movies because the Sega CD could play video and then the video would be compressed down to like a little timestamp in the screen. But then you would just be like, you would just hit right or left or like a button, yeah. like to time with certain things. And this is the sewer shark. <laughs> sewer shark. Like there was actually a horror game where you're on an Island shooting zombies. There's like, this there is the sleepover one. This is the exact vibe or like night trap or something like that. Yeah, this is like night a trap. night trap with a slightly more budget. And I will say that I was pretty into that vibe of it. Yeah. And, and 
yeah, it does has problems. It was a little long, but for me, the the over the topness and that you don't see that kind of crazy body horror in there, and it reminds me of stuff like Tokyo Gore Police or something yeah. in the you know along those. Lines. I got it. Those games are called FMV games, and that yeah. stands for full motion video. Nice. The future of home entertainment. It's for what now? Full motion video. Full motion. Yeah, that was a big thing. I like that the mad scientist had booby trapped everything. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, oh, yes, he definitely would have. Well, he sure did. See, but this is, that's the kind of craziness in that segment that I was hoping to see in the Stay Out of the Attic. Mm, yeah. That's what, that's the kind of craziness I'm hoping is behind the big red door in the basement. Yeah. yeah. To try to blend subtlety with the tone that you're discussing here with both of these, Casey, that is very difficult. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what, you know, despite best efforts you see when watching something like um, stay out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I, there's one part in that segment too, Eric, that I thought for sure that you would comment on because they're doing, they're trying to do the first person thing. And there's a woman who's part camera that we're going back from her point of view. And then we have the cops show up and Kono was the cameraman. And we're going back and forth between his uh, footage. It was good. Things go nutty for a minute, and they uncover the girl. At one point, Kono reaches up, and you're looking through her point of view, and it's all grainy and VHS. He reaches up and, like, touches her chin and moves her head, and it turns to, like, 2K instantly. <laughs> I mean, that, again, the, to me, that one, if you're calling this VHS 94, and I'm to believe this is to be, these are all set in the 90s, maybe I'm wrong to assume that, but that's what I assume in the title. This this one to me was actually the most egregious with just like they weren't even trying with the video quality and it really bothered me. It was just yeah. like they found they Googled VHS overlay and some like a looping thing of static and kind of left it at that. Kind of bugged me. Yeah, it, but it made it look like he reached out and touched, found her tuning knob on her uh, yeah, yeah. chin or something and dialed her into uh, hot 2K all of a sudden. I get it. He fixed her tracking. It has to be said, though, to um, so close to the release of the Fear Street trilogy, which it has been well documented, I am obsessed with, um, just seeing 94 attached to something had me, like, so stoked. And that's on me. I do. I do have to admit, too, with the video thing, I'm like, I I literally work with video every day for hours and hours on it. So I'm a little close to it. Like, I, I can... I see that stuff in a way that maybe your love is more does. than the average shows. For I, I'm obsessed. Yeah. VHS. Yeah. And 94 was also like the height of my grunge phase. So I didn't really see any of that in here. I was expecting more. Of that. Man, yeah. What a magical year for music. 94. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. All right. So much flannel. That's going to do it. Would you, excuse me, recommend VHS 94 or Casey? Yeah, I would. Caitlin. Yeah, I would. Elizabeth. No, I would just say watch Ratma. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah. I'll split the baby, I guess, and say, like, if you love VHS and you're like, I want to watch it, just watch it, dude. Like, of course. But if you're, like, lukewarm in the series and don't really care, I, it's not going to be the one to convert yeah, it's you. It's not going to bring think. you back. Yeah, I think it's more fun Fair. for fans if you're just down for whatever VHS has. But personally for me, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Except for our new god. Ratma. Hail Ratma. Yeah. As long as I don't have to get in the vomit shower, I think I'm okay with whatever the rest of the plan is. <laughs> well, if you're chosen and blessed by Ratma, you better hope then... you do. <laughs> yeah. I want to be vomited get the vomit on. Okay. on people yourself after that. Got yeah. it. All right. It is time. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. She was the prom queen but couldn't handle the heat of the moment. Now she's back 
and she's still burning back. Sometimes bad girls have all the fun. Say hello, Mary Lou. It's prom night two. Next. Hello, creeps. It's John Kassir. The voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I'm a friend of bloodygoodhorror.com. <laughs> Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. And we're back. Bloody Good Horror. That's where you are. I hope you know that already, otherwise I have questions. It is that time of year, folks. Spooky time. And as such, we have a bunch of things coming up. First up, the day this comes out is the official first day of the annual BGH 5K. That is the running, walking, scooting, as I know you guys like that, um, five-kilometer thing that we do. It's just a fun, um, you know, active community event we do every year. All you have to do, um, go out and traverse this distance any way you like. Use a running app, capture it, share it on social media. We'll share people's posts, um, give you guys shout outs on the show. It's just a fun kind of event that we do every year. So, um, yeah. And use the uh, hashtag BGH5K while you're out there so we can keep track of it all. I love it. Week after that. So that is this coming weekend, um, which when we see this, that is the 15th, 16th, 17th. The following weekend... Saturday, September 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern is the second annual BGH Halloween Zoom-tacular, uh, which we have been furiously planning for the last couple weeks. I'm super excited. This is a night that is going to consist of uh, hanging out with BGH crew, hanging out with other patrons like yourself. Um, there are going to be door prizes. Caitlin has put together four... Uh, Four really cool uh, door prize packs, each of them themed. Caitlin, which one's your favorite this week? <laughs> I gotta go to the Drac pack. The Drac I, pack. I'm in a vampire I'm kind of mood. Alone. I like yeah. it. Love a rhyme. <laughs> I, I do like. I'm also into snack pack. That would be cool if I if I could eat sugar. <laughs> snack pack is pretty cool. Um, so those will just just show up. You'll have a chance at one of the four door prizes. Um, then we're going to roll into our costume contest. The BGH crew will be the judges. And thanks to the awesome folks at HalloweenCostumes.com, we have three really awesome prize codes to give away. Uh, to the top three winners in order, they'll win $100, $50, and $25 um, to HalloweenCostumes.com. Shout out to our friend Wyatt over there. And that stuff is good basically forever. So you can save it for next year. You don't have to spend it this year. Save it for that costume next year. Um, after that, we're going to roll into trivia with the great Sir John Shelton of Bloody Good Horror. Um, that is going to be a lot of fun. That was my favorite part of last year's for sure. Um, and if you win trivia, you are going to win a copy of Horror Trivial Pursuit, 
um, a copy of the teenage slasher movie book, second revised and expanded edition. That sounds sexy. Um, and any one item from the BGH shop that's not limited to t-shirts. It can be anything. We have a bunch of crazy stuff up there. Any of our old designs can go on. So, um, all you have to do is be a patron of uh, BGH at any level. You can sign up at patreon.com slash bloody good horror. By doing that, you also get access to back episodes, our Slack community, and of course, the live stream of the show. So yeah, I'm really excited. I actually have, so I don't know if I've said this on air yet, but last year I went as Schnars. Um, this consisted of, I'm trying to remember the shirt that I wore. I probably wore a V-neck. I had a Duke hat. Um, that I bought off of a site that Elizabeth actually introduced me to. What's the name of that site? Poshmark. Poshmark. Never heard of that. Oh, very nice. And I bought white gloves because if we all remember, Schnars worked in the fancy book, old book library at Duke and had to wear white gloves. Um, I had a wine glass. It was a whole thing. This you year, had a monocle. I did. Oh, you're right. I did. Oh, I got to remember that. I got to bust that out. I think the monocle is still relevant. <laughs> this year, however, I'm upping my game and I am going as quarantine Schnars. You guys get ready. <laughs> and if and I will just say that the 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 crowning piece of of quarantine schnars is in this bag here I'm holding up for the live stream, this spirit Halloween bag. So we can't see it, but you guys, it's so fabulous. I'm pretty excited. It's gonna be fun. Um I just realized I probably need a normal costume to go trick-or-treating with my children. I don't I don't think I have enough time to explain. <laughs> Everyone knows who quarantine schnars is <laughs> in your neighborhood. Come on. Just Sean Imagine you're rolling up to like because pa- parents are gonna be like, Oh, what are you? Or just be like You'd know if you were cool. Yeah, just like, I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, have you ever seen single white female? It's like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, all you have to do is again, be a patron. We are going to send out the week before. And again, this is October. Let me just triple check. 23rd, 2021, 9 PM Eastern standard time. We're doing it over zoom. And it's already been discussed. I will have the power to mute people. So don't you? Worry. I will be joining from Pittsburgh because I will be there. That's for right. Pa- uh, patron Mary, her wedding. I and it. I will be. Uh, I, I'm not leaving the wedding early. The wedding is on a Friday. <laughs> but then on Saturday, I'm going to be broadcasting live from my cousin's basement for the party. It. Nice. That sounds great. Um, anybody else have costumes you wanted to be surprised or what do we, uh, do anybody want to talk about it? Mine came in the mail this week and I'm very pleased with it's, it. Yeah, it's very good. It might repeat. What were you I'm last year? It's a good one to repeat. I go, I won last year for most creative. So I might like wear that it's out. Damn good. It's damn good. What was it? It travels well. Yeah, no, it's a good one. I've like legit good. I don't, can, I would just wear that. Can someone tell me? I don't remember what it was. I was a Ouija board. It's kind of a shame. Head. It was so good. It was like a fascinator. She was like fashionably Ouija board. It was amazing. <laughs> um, it's sort of a waste to not be Casey Becker this year because I've done it before, but now like I don't need the wig. And the trailer just <laughs> came out. I have another. Get you some Jiffy Pop. You're, and you're I mean, the other costume, the other costume more relevant and really good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Um, Casey, are you really going as Jerry Garcia? Because I'm pretty excited to see what that looks like. <laughs> uh, it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Well, you can get a shirt, shirt. Poof that hair out, you know. You, you can enhance for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll come up with something at last minute. I had a uh, Gandalf last year. I put on my bathroom. It's got my walking just, stick. Just that's pull when out, the hair was starting. Pull out the biggest bong you have and hang out with it. And, you know, Jerry Garcia, done. No, it, it's not over <laughs> there. It's not, within reading <laughs> it's not handy. Love it. Casey is looking off screen for those of you. <laughs> I'm super, I'm, I'm super excited. It was, we did this event last year. Man, just like October was tough quarantine times. We were, it was getting cold again. There was no vaccine yet. We were all like, what the fuck? Like uh, Halloween was really weird. It was a really good, like good feeling event um, for the community. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was neat too. Like we, uh, there were a lot of people there that we don't hear from all the time. Like it was really cool. Yeah. For starters, it was really cool hanging out with all the slackers that we hang out with. Um you know, like when we're at work or doing whatever, like constantly, it was really cool to see those people, the longtime listeners, but also people just came out of the woodwork who we've like never met before. And we're like fully costumed and ready to go and have fun. And um, if you've been waiting for a reason to become a Patreon, this would, I think this would be it. Like it's an absolute well, blast. It's the so thing I've fun. really learned that like the community is very, it's pretty um, like broad and there's depth to the community in a way that you don't always see. Cause a lot of people just listen and never and never write in. So even if you're like patron for a month to like come hang out at the party, mm -hmm. we, we would love to Do see it. you. It's a really good time. And um, yeah, I would love to, to see everybody there and celebrate with them. So there you go. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror for that. Um, Very cool. Let's see. Info at bloody is the email address. We have three pretty good emails this week from uh, Caitlin and Kissimmee coming through for us. Um, Caitlin, do you want my mom to be a guest on the show? Her favorite M. Night movie is Lady in the Water, and she loves the happening. Quote, so scary, she says, anytime you mention his name, right after she says Lady in the Water is a top five for her all around in movies. I love this so much. I love her, though, so I can't send her to an old folks home yet. That's pretty funny. <laughs> she sends in in a, a, a classic BGH um, episode. This is like 48, it said. I don't have it in front of me. John gets a new iPhone, the iPhone 3. Quote, eh. anti-shenanigans on Apple for creating the glorious, glorious iPhone 3. Uh, episode a, 48? Something like that, yeah. Just a that was Halloween and Halloween 2. Oh, just a tech, wow. tech kiss ass from the start, that John Schnars. <laughs> um, Caitlin, does anyone remember a TV show from 2000 hosted by, she says Frank Nicotero. I don't know if she means Greg Nicotero or not, but she says it's called Street Smarts. Everyone I ask has no clue what I'm talking about, even though it was a really cool game show about, quote, common knowledge. No, that yeah. sounds like this other show though sounds like the cab show or something cab show that's what i'm thinking of cash cab cash, cash cab, cab. street smarts cash cab I, don't yeah. know that. I will say i always appreciate when caitlin from kissimmee writes in and i also appreciate that she like quote unquote the other caitlin on slack we all spell our name the same way cool yes which i now have it correct in my phone <laughs> thanks to <Elizabeth>. <laughs> <laughs> um you're welcome so yeah that's it. Um, for emails, Casey, what do we got on the old Twitter machine there? Alrighty. Ask BGH is the hashtag. Use that. Ask us questions. First up, we have a longtime friend, longtime listener at Skizbot. 
Who are these theater people walking in and sitting down 20 minutes after the movie started? And is anybody else distracted by them because you can't stop thinking about all the important shit they missed at the beginning of the movie? For context, I saw Jason X twice because I missed the first five minutes where all that happens is they land on a planet and find his body. And then we see him froze. Like, <laughs> I was like, I got to go see it again, like right now. Same week. Nice. No, I, I, I do agree, though. With, yeah. with Skyler. That's a, a weird move. Movies are expensive. To, and when I go, I'm like bawling out to with people snacks. like to people like well, it's us. Be people sneaking in, right? Well, <laughs> no, dude. Some people are just savages. Like some people are just crazy and they don't care. I feel like some people are like, we paid for this. We're going to see whatever's left. Like whatever's left. Here's what it is. It's like, if you listen to the show or you're us, you to some degree take movies pretty serious. Like it's a significant part of your life. You like are very into the art of it. You wouldn't think of like missing the beginning of a movie. So when you see a person like this, it's a little bit like seeing another, like you don't understand that person. It's like when you walk in a plane and someone has their shoes and socks off and you're like, what planet do you live on? Like that, that's, I have the same reaction to watching somebody walk into a movie 20 minutes. <laughs> the later. planet of the apes. Is the answer. Uh, so yeah, it's just like you, you you have nothing in common with that person if you're a person who listens to Bloody Good Horror, I feel like, that, that walks in 20 minutes late. Yeah. All right, next up we have another good friend of BGH at, at Big Tex Tozier. Recast your favorite horror movie, but everyone is a Muppet except for one person. I can never do this. I did, though, just watch that Muppet. There's a new Muppet Haunted Mansion special on Disney+. Plus. I, wa- I think, Casey, you brought my attention to it on Slack. Yeah. I watched it with my kids. They really liked it. My my oldest said, I wish the Muppets were real. <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> she's in this phase where she's, tr- she's trying to figure out, like, because if something's scary, I'll always be like, well, it's make-believe. But, like, she's trying to suss out what that means when she sees real people. So, like, she's trying to understand that the Muppets aren't real, but there's, like, that's a real person next to that, you know? So... Yeah. It's a fair confusion. I don't know how to explain yeah. any of this, by the way. I'm just shooting in the dark, but I kind of like the idea of an all Muppet the Witch, but and and no real humans, but a real black Philip. Oh yeah. So he stays a real goat. And I guess oh, well at the spoiler, we can have a, a human black Philip at the end there. But you know, the rest of it, all Muppets. How about Muppet how about the Babadook, but the only person played by a human is the Babadook and everybody else is a Muppet. All other two people in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) I will go with how about American Psycho with Christian Bale? Oh, that'd be, yeah. Even more unhinged than people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, at some point, we're just talking about something like Meet the Feebles or something. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that Peter Jackson movie. Mm -hmm. All right. You could not make, you could not make Meet the Feebles in. 2021 i don't know no. when the last time you guys saw it was but i don't think i was able to finish it the last time it was a little much <laughs> but no enough to know no you could not the uh all right next up we have another one from at skizbot i've recently rediscovered my love for frosted mini wheats what is your favorite cereal those are dope i love a good frosted mini wheat for sure i think that means he's getting old no they're good dude there's i mean there's a good amount of sugar in there it's just also getting roughage while we're at it i speaking of boring old man cereals you ever have a weedabix i'm kind of i kind of love it oh, you would so <laughs> pick that eric's like, do you guys know about grape nuts <laughs> no eric's like have you ever just gone in your own backyard and sucked the grass <laughs> oh yeah anything it's like 
It tastes like grass. I'm weighing. Uh, like actual good cereal. Okay, Elizabeth. I I would go with um. I need my cereal without. What is the? It's like honey O's. It's like a. It's like a round O, and then there's like a cluster in the like in the middle. Honey of bunches it. of O's. Yeah. Is that what it is? No, it's honey O's. Of, there's like there's a honey O type. They're thing. literally called O's. Yeah. Yeah. I like honey bunches of oats though, or Lucky Charms. They're good. Ooh, Lucky Charms. Oh, good. Okay, so for a while, I had a hookup on yeah, honey O's. This is, is what so they're bizarre. Uh, on m- cereal marshmallows. I'm not even kidding. A like when you somebody who was like launching, like kind of kickstarting this brand, where it was like snacks but it was just the marshmallows from your favorite cereal whatever so like at one point in time i had 40 bags of lucky charms marshmallows which it's, it's so like good chalk. They're, they're, they're not those in the store now they i saw do. them at my yeah. grocery store yeah. oh, snap. but you, you need but, but you need the cereal bits to like to balance it out because it's just like no chalky. i need my mouth to just Ugh. soften it Mush. while I watch a movie. Yeah. Gross. I could go deeper into detail. No one wants to hear it. I love yeah, I cereal marshmallows. Um, the other one, I always talk about this too, like the funny thing about the 90s. So my mom refused to buy uh, Cookie Crisp because it had cookie, cookie right in the mm. name. But then like she would buy like a Honey Smacks or something, just as much sugar, if not more. Yeah. Like, oh, but yeah. you're right. Cookie Crisp, it was like, are your parents heathens? No, it's like, the same amount of sugar like as Reese's every Puffs. other cereal. But it, but if you, but that's how I knew like we could get away with some shit at your house. If you had Cookie Crisp and I was at a sleepover, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, your mom don't give a fuck. Let's light something Oh, if you fire. Cookie Crisp, <laughs> wait about four years. Those parents are going to be dropping some beer off yeah, in front of that the kid, like, that That's the first kid to smoke weed. I'm telling you, like across the board, this tracks. You know what's really fun? So this fun. is going to show you an insight into my how cool I am. One time for a date night, I was like, I'm going to ball out and get like six different cereals and we're going to have cereal date night. So we had like cereal night. That <laughs> is such a day, that is such a stoner we, thought. I mean, there might have been some of that too. But we I mean, it was someone I lived with. So like the next morning I was like, now we can make all kinds of Rice Krispie treats, but with any kind of cereal we want. So like, oh, oops, good. all berries, rice krispie treats. Oh, yeah. God, that sounds amazing. I'm there for it. I, you it know, was so much fun. Okay, it was low very Invite me to that party, please. Low-key, my secret obsession is Fruity Pebbles. Oh, they're so good. You just reminded me of it because a Fruity Pebble, like rice krispie treat thing is amazing. It is so good. Yeah. Can you eat that? No. Well, yeah, because they're, well, yes and no. They're rice, but that amount of sugar will I send me into a coma. So no. That will hurt you. Not great with sugar. There is a, uh, there's like a, I remember listening to a video game podcast years ago and hearing them talk about a franchise out in like San Francisco, like West Coast, where it's just ser- it's like a cereal bar, basically. Like Mike's mm-hmm. cereal shack? Basically. Like you you pick the kind of milk, the kind of cereal that's your base, and then you just add like dried fruit and candy and like all kinds of crap to it. I'm on a constant Gilmore Girls rewatch, and it's a whole plot line on that show as well. Their cereal recipes, like three parts <laughs> Lucky Charms, one part half and half. It's like, yeah, whole thing. I do miss. Kelly eats blueberry cereal with almond coconut milk. That's just a travesty to me. I um, can't handle it. <laughs> I, I think that sounds pretty cool. I, I like can do vanilla it. vanilla almond milk. though. is a good sets off some cereal pretty well. Um, I am like kind of this is also kind of boring, but I like kicks too. I like Wheaties, dude. Like I'm all about a like a a, a brand. So yeah. <laughs> I la- I laugh at Eric's. Started. 
I laugh at Eric's Weedabix, but I'm a big uh, raisin brain, uh, raisin brain crunch. Fan. Listen, I know <laughs> that I, I know that I've touched some UK listeners. I'd like them to reach out and let me know about their own Weedabix. With that Weedabix, you sure did, huh? Yeah. Like, there's going to be lots of like lots you could only that. find it in the weird crunchy section of the grocery store that I used to shop at. So the whole thing. That's like a that's actually like a character point in the first season of Ted Lasso. There's yeah. a gag on Weedabix. Love it. It's like the tofu of cereals. It's because really it's like a unit that you have to do things to before you can <laughs> eat it. You just put milk on it and then it softens up. That's it. It's not like complicated. You're the one. But if you didn't read the box or look any further, you'd be confused. I guess. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you would. Best you and we ever had, Skylar. <laughs> I Good would. job. My yeah, whoever asked I don't even remember. 6 a.m. I don't remember what the question was. Skylar hit us with like the best question we've ever gotten. <laughs> you and the word. We do have one more left Just thinking about from uh, another friend of the show at Last Night in Sojo, a.k.a. at PS Trophy Hunter. Uh, in honor of Smash Mouth Guy retiring, what is your favorite late 90s band that never should have existed? I'm looking at you, Lit. <laughs> Limp Bizkit. Buck Cherry. Buck Cherry is my answer. Yeah. <laughs> like Limp Bizkit. I think like I love it, and I also feel like the world might be better off without it. I have given you so much shit about that and then straight up had a Limp Biscuit poster on my wall she in a found, photo I found. I found this picture of a teenager. <laughs> like, never mind. When was like, when was, when was like the swing revival? Cherry Pop and Daddy's? Oh, was that shit. late 90s? Zoot or was that Riot. Really? Don't get me Riot. started on every like. Eric looks so mad right now. Squirrel Nut Zipper. Like, wasn't that a thing? The, the like yeah. class of like nerd that then suddenly started going to swing classes and thought they were cool is I can't I'm, I can't. Hey, like we are not called nerds. We are called band geeks. No, and I no, was a nerd. Like I was a nerd as well, but like the swing nerds. That was a specific thing that I couldn't I couldn't get into. I went on I one date the- with a guy who taught swing classes, and I'm sure he wanted to show you. I all didn't about it. sign up for this. Yeah. Is what I'm gonna say. Like it was a whole thing, and it's all about them. You're like, now a like- performer, and yeah, and there, yeah, it's no good. It's a bad. I didn't audition. This is not what I wanted to do. I'm still angry about it 30 years later. Oh, I used to love Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. I was, yeah, I could get it. I do like that Squirrel Nut Zipper song because it's weird. Yeah. I don't even know if that counts, but. Ooh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. That's another one. Yeah, they're cool. I'm down with that. That, They're such a nostalgic, like, like that's such an era in time, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) No Alex Jones. I can't believe it. I know. I see your absence, sir. Hope he's okay. Hope you're okay, bud. I was mad, but Casey's concerned, so that's fair. <laughs> well, that's it for tweets. Love it. I always forget that I do Instagram. Here we are. <laughs> Hail Ratma, friends. Hail Ratma. Hail Ratma. Um, I'm trying to figure out where this started. Oh man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that okay. somebody keeps Choo-choo. tagging me in these like incredibly long posts that are like clogging up my thing? Um, I wonder who wrote this. How sexy is Eric's beard? Am I right? <laughs> that would that? be me, sir. Oh, gotcha. I, <laughs> he was hoping it was Schnarz. I am right. At this point, it's a playoff beard that'll signal you when I get a job interview. Um, <laughs> real quick morning routine. Uh, mine's very mine's varied Whoa. up at the moment but i need a hot breakfast like every morning like i need eggs and how toast. depressed am i 
Yeah. Am I getting out of bed? Am I brushing my hair? See, I maintain, even when I'm depressed, I tend to maintain the same routine. I just sludge through it. What day on my custody calendar is it? I mean, I need I need some follow-up uh, questions here. Yeah, my morning routine is wake up 10 after 8, stumble to the hallway to my computer and log in so it looks like I'm logged into work, and then go make coffee. I wake up. hear this, Casey. See, I do caffeine last. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I wake up, and I'm like, I need to eat right now or I'm going to die. And then I'll do, I can do caffeine like two hours later. I'm good. I just need it at some point by mid-morning or I get a headache. I do have to start the day like I wear contacts. So it's like contacts, brush teeth. And that's like, you know, that might be it <laughs> in terms of like no makeup, no hair brushing, but got to put in the contacts. Got to. I, I love my toothbrush. So what did you say? She I, loves her toothbrush. I love my toothbrush. What you thought she said. What does that mean? <laughs> Is I have like, a. I. It took me forever to switch to an electric toothbrush, and now that I have it, I'm like, oh, I had an electric toothbrush that I loved too, but it's, it was like back in the day before <laughs> certain websites were visited. Oh my god. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Favorite like ranking of the Scream movies with the Scream Five trailer coming out this week. Mm. Ooh, that's hard. Uh, I liked yours, Eric. Super easy. Was it one Scream? two one four two three? Scream one best. Scream four. Scream two. Scream three. I agree. Scream 2 yeah. is really good, and I think 4 and 2 are really close. But 4, given like four how long it had been, and they were trying to like be relevant with current, they did a pretty good job with the technology. Like 4 is a real accomplishment. It's, it's really been good. a decade since 4 was in theaters. Coming from the is, dir- that is not right. Coming, coming from Wes Craven, right, who at that point was a pretty old, you know, he's like in his like twilight years of directing, and had like made my soul to take like to bounce back and bang out scream Four, is a fucking is an accomplishment like it's kind of amazing it's really good yeah but i think i it's it's interesting i see like some i don't know like i i would i would tend to call it revisionist history in part three i remember just being puzzled by part three at the time and it hasn't it aged that well for head me scratcher a little. Yeah. i've grown to love it but like i left the theater like hmm I love that the uh, the girl who goes, I didn't fuck that pig Roman, the like the main well, girl that's playing Sydney. She Parker. is in Relic, and like every time I was watching Relic, I was like, she did not fuck that pig Roman. I will <laughs> well, say she went on immediately to be like pretty legit, like in some indie stuff. I, I just saw her pop up multiple other areas than genre, and you're right, that's the only thing I can think of too. Parker Posey is great in Scream 3. I also like how they were kind of um, semi-flirting with a supernatural angle where, like, Sydney is having visions of her mother. Like, that movie opens with her, like, seeing her mother ghostly, like, hanging out in a window. Like, there's a whole thing there. But but it's just, it's weird. (laughs) I like two, though. Two's cool. It's a weird, so we also had questions about how we felt about the Scream 5 trailer, I was pretty into it. It's it's got a dark vibe. I'm pretty into the thing that fascinates me about Scream is like, it is the ultimate of like they ki- those killers in the first film are human and they killed them. And so every time you make this movie, every time you have to reinvent it. Like there is no coasting really at all in any of these sequels, which which makes them unique. And I think there's a time when I would have said, why would you make more Scream movies? But I'm pretty excited for it after. By function of that as well, there can be no mythos in the general sort of like. Right. Well, they actually do pretty good though because we watched both seasons of the TV show. I was was a fan. Yeah, it wasn't anything mind-blowing, but it was fun. And they played around with that story to make it fit a mythos because it had to do with the town. 
I yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and it, it I think was stuff tying together the town. It wasn't the direct people that tied it together and whatnot. It was interesting. The thing was, Scream, that's the one that the song Daisy Daisy is that the one where they yeah. sing that song? It always gets stuck in my head when I think about it. The yeah. thing with the original, right? Like the tension comes from not knowing who the killer is. It could be anybody. So we're introduced to a group of friends. It could be anybody. It turns out it is. Scream Two, while really fun and colorful, it's violent. It's like a really great '90s. Like it's a because of the a lot of the actors in that. Um, it's a great time capsule. The issue it runs into is like, you got to make the decision. Is it still possible for one of our returning characters to be the killer? And I feel like you're kind of, they they decide not to. So it, it, it sucks some of the tension out of it. One of the killers is like, who? It's like uh, Aunt, Uncle or Aunt Mickey. Ja- it's Aunt Jackie oh, from yeah. Roseanne. And you're like, what the fuck? Like you've been in like five seconds of this movie. Like, it's what the Billy hell? Loomis's mom. But mm-hmm. I, and now that I'm really thinking about it, it is why four is impressive because I think you're probably past the point in the series where it makes any sense to have a returning character be one of the killers. That's fine. They can, you'll have four Loomis's running around, right? You're like our, we love you. You're a returning character. I guess I kind of, I kind of do want it to be uh, the tagline for the, the scream five is it's always someone, you know, which is signaling to me, like, is it someone we as an audience already know? Well, but here's, I mean, then it's like, Oh, it's a Loomis. What I, why four I think is an accomplishment is it's the only sequel so far that gives you new characters, invests you in their stories and creates tension. Like there's a whole online, like people love, Hayden Panettiere in that movie. Her character's awesome. Dude. Rory Culkin yeah, is great. Their whole time. interplay and not knowing who the killer... Like, it's the only movie that achieves, I think, a similar level of tension to, like, who is the killer. Um, and that's... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just putting that together now. I think it's well, why it people like it. Well, it shares the streak of, like, nihilism that's sort of, like... Yeah. It's sort of reminiscent of the first as well, which... The only, my only beef with four is, like... And I get it, but I think having the addendum, like I think it should have just ended with, you don't have to kill Nev Campbell, but it should have ended with the camera panning out and not knowing what was going to happen. We're like, cause that's the whole thing is her, her niece. Who's the killer is like, wants to be famous and wants to be a survivor too. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like you could write, I need fans. I need fans. I love that. I love Emma Roberts so much. You can cop out. Yeah. Same. You can cop out. Damn. Is that girl hot with some dark hair? (laughs) But listen, you can cop out of it in the next movie. That's fine. But leave it on the cliffhanger. Like I just hated the whole, all the shit in the hospital. I thought was like, it just reeked of, this was the original ending and some exec was like, nope, she has to be alive at the end and we have to know it because we want to make a sequel. And that's, it just felt like a cop out. We did get the iconic, like any last words, clear, clear, clear. And she uses <laughs> like the like chest paddles to like zap yeah. her brain. And that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for Scream 5. It looks cool. It'd be interesting. I mean, it's worth, I don't watch trailers. I can't. It's worth noting. I mean, the first one without Craven, that's not, that's not a small deal. So I think it, it'll, whether we see more will depend a lot on this one. Did they still have, what's his name, the writer involved for this one? Kevin. That's uh, a great question. That's a great question. I'm not sure. Why didn't they just get uh, Wes Carpenter to do this one? Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Deep cut from Scream <laughs> 1. Um, here's a good one. Most unintentionally funny horror movie. <laughs> unintentionally? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Anything from the eighties? Yeah, yeah, we're talking just like good camp. Um, even better question: Un- most unfunny comedy you've ever seen? 
Oh gosh. Uh, I think I responded to this one. My answer is I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Well, yeah. Bad for so many reasons. I have to say happiness, but I don't know that that would be, it's like the darkest comedy. It just shouldn't exist as a film. (laughs) Is Rushmore considered a comedy? Uh, yeah, dark com- yeah. Or is it its own thing? I don't get it. <laughs> that's that's a Wes Anderson. I don't get thing, most right? of Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, yeah. He's an acquire. He's a certain taste. Um. Oh my gosh, with these things, I'm trying to. This is a really good one, and I'm a little alarmed by someone asking this. Double dipping, is it <laughs> okay at a family get together? Okay, I'm glad they qualified that at the end. Um. No, still no. No, yeah. it's a pandemic, bro. Yeah. Also, even before gross. that, even yeah, before gross. that, I don't need like. Listen, mm-mm. get in there, get all the dip you need, and enjoy. Do not go back. Yeah, go back yeah. for more. Get a plate and a clean. Get a plate and a clean spoon. Yeah, I think I've told the story before. But I was at dinner once with, like, family, like a whatever family acquaintances, and set was sitting across the table from this woman, and I watched her. This is pre-pandemic, or I would have thrown. There would have been a riot. Reached her hand, so it was like a, uh, it was like an Asian restaurant. And there's like a bunch of sauces we're all supposed to like share, but like pour in your plate. She reaches across, sticks her pinky in it, licks it to taste it, and then goes, "It's okay, I haven't done anything with this pinky." <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you said that has me so there. much more worry. And you guys know, you. you guys know, I have yeah. zero poker face. So you can imagine the face I had just looking at this lady. Like, Eric, can I gross you out real quick? Sure, I'd love it. I uh, I was working at a place one time that had a coffee maker, like most offices do, and there was like always a napkin and like the spoon of the day, so that people could like pour their sugar and stir, you know, their spoon and their milk uh. and creamer and stuff into their coffee, and they just leave it there. And everyone used it, and they knew it was like the spoon for stirring your stuff in. And I saw one guy put his creamer in, put his sugar in, stir uh. it, lick the spoon, pull it out of his mouth, like lick it, like. Mm, and then put it back down. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, threw it in the sink. And I was like, oh my God, does he do this every day? <laughs> I don't drink coffee. So That's it wasn't a wild. concern immediately for me, but I was really upset. I worked mm-hmm. with a, I worked with like a dude, like I, it had to be, I knew it was a dude and then confirmed that it was. Let's put it that way. Like <laughs> no woman would do that, any of this. We would get, we had like a tea, a food show at the station I was at. And so we'd get just food. We just shot with this or we, Hey, here's some free food. And then consistently, the most insane shit would happen to this food. Like, I'm talking, here's a um, cheesecake, and then somebody would scrape out all the filling and just leave, like, empty crust. Like, like just insane shit like that. And then I'm like, who is this? And then one day, I walk in, and I see this guy. It's, they had dropped off chili, a tray of chili dogs. And they're mm-hmm. messy, right? Stuff falls off. He has one in his hands and he's leaning over the rest of the tray, <laughs> eating it so that it catches all no! this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's revolting. Yep. And he's that was doing and I, taco into the chili pot. And that was yeah. when I and that was when I knew no no, like over pre prepared chili I dogs know. that what other people would be. What you're supposed to do is get another bun, put it on an empty plate, no. eat it over that. You're so supposed your to it's just another you're one. You're supposed to get a plate and go to whatever hole you work at and eat there like a normal person. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like a real ratma, come on. Yeah, like a ratma, just. But like I, and then I found out later that he had he had been sent to anger management at some point. I was like, okay, I'm not poking that bear. But seriously, there's something going on here. Otherwise, he would have really had some words. That's so Maybe. gross, dude. But no, but I was, I was frequently like on an almost daily basis. I realized talking about this person with another person while 
the culprit was in the room just acting innocent and i was just like going you know how i rant you you're familiar i was just going off every day with just like what a nut job like was doing this stuff mm-hmm. in the kitchen mm-hmm. that's funny <laughs> or just like i waited know, tables for so long and people like would eat off of like plates that like ooh. were left on tables and stuff and i just no uh nice. brian wants we have like one or two left brian wants to know Will VHS-94 play in my Betamax, which raises the question, Casey, did you ever have a Betamax? I did not. Yeah. Surprisingly. It's interesting. I started with VHS, but I did rent a Laserdisc player back in the day when they came in the big plastic sleeve. The Betamax. I had a Laserdisc player, and I remember it being like a real big deal. The Betamax. And everybody had to come and see it. The tapes are like smaller, and they feel a lot more significant. Like they're sturdier, and the quality is a lot higher, but supposedly they went they fell out of uh style because they wouldn't the company wouldn't publish porn and so that was basically how they lost the format war yeah (laughs) um it it did actually it surprises people but it went on to become a standard in the tv industry until the like depending on how cheap your station was like mid to late 2000s uh what's the best of the vhs series what's your favorite Hard question. Yeah, I think I it's. Tell you. I think it's I can the only first go with one. my favorite like segment. I think. Yeah. What's your favorite segment? I really think my favorite, favorite, favorite segment is the one. It's Ty West, uh, second honeymoon. Yeah. From the first one, That's I think a, it's the oh, second yeah. uh, bit in the first one. But I also do love Amateur Night, which is the first one with like the succubus girl. Yeah. So maybe my answer is VHS one. I don't know. And that's a great example too of how simplicity with these stories works the best. Yes. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, it, 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 it's I was, scary. my mind was blown. I was like, I'm so fucking here for this. Like after that first segment, <laughs> I like, agree. That yeah. whole movie is really good. good for her. <laughs> There's some great yeah. crap in the second one. I remember being in love with the alien abduction one with the kids. Good. So good. And I yeah. love in the second or third, I think it's the third movie, the, the parallel universe one where the scientist like, creates a portal and he goes to an evil universe and then the evil version of him crosses over into the good universe. It's like, I, it's see, like, I don't remember any of is oh, that. Is there a scene where he's in the bathroom it's trying devil-y to like get away from and psychosexual and like, he, I think he comes mm-hmm. back and like the devil version of him is doing his wife. Like there's a whole thing. going <laughs> on. We would be remiss to not mention that Indonesian cult one. Cause yeah, that, that is so good. Dope yeah. segment. That one is so also, good. Also yeah. But to me, my brain compartmentalizes that into its own. Like I saw that movie. Like I forget <laughs> that's even part of a different thing. It was so just standalone. Great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. I normally don't say who it is, but I just, I love every part of this. The, here's a question from the uh, men I've tolerated podcast. Oh, I guess oh, what's that? Yeah. The men I've tolerated before I Natalie and Dina, it. they're great. They're awesome. Um, they would like to know what is your favorite good for her moment in a scary movie? <laughs> what up uh, girl? Um, I mean, any of the movies on plug it up would really fit in that. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, teeth with the gynecologist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I good. mean, when Thomason floats up at the end of the yeah. match, yeah. it's hard to top. That's sort of the ultimate. Yeah, There's I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like. I mean, this is a kind of easy answer, but like promising young woman. But in particular, one of the scenes that stuck out to me. I, I just love the scenes where she is going around and calling out to their face the people who like 
not the abusers, but the ones who like the dean of the school. The, the dean of the school in particular is one that sticks out. And Alfred so Alfred Molina is like really good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. He's like broken. Yeah. Pay but, the like, Piper. but it's because oh. the writing is so good and it is just like it's just so good. It's so biting and, and accurate and it's really good. And just acted so well. Favorite anthology movie? Ooh, um, creep show, creep show. Yeah, creep show. But I have, yeah. I, I'm biased. I have deep, um, deep nostalgia for creep show. I also, I, I got real VHS. big fan of XS, XX. Oh yeah, yeah the the, the women directed one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the Annie, um, what's her name? Saint Vincent Annie. I can yeah. never. Saint Vincent is what I call her. Yeah. Which is a First segment in yes. there Hers is, is like, yeah, so good. Oof. Oh, I always have but, to say, yeah, always have to say too that um, although I don't like the whole movie, that Father's Day segment and holidays is like one of the greatest things it's I good. think I've ever seen yeah, on the show. Yeah, it's a good one. It's incredible. Um, well, we kind of answered the last one already. Favorite VHS segment. There's a lot of good ones. There is a lot of good ones. The first yeah. film really holds up, and then I was looking at the list of the ones in the second movie. I'm like, oh, the second one's kind of a banger too. I love the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. That title is like to die for. That's I a really good one, it. and it's but it's a really good one. It's very different. Pump. It's very different from all the other segments in that movie, and it is using like the webcam technology. So it's kind of a really it's an interesting like pace pace breaker in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I oh, love it. I feel like people would be mad if we didn't mention Trick or Treat. That's a good for her moment with the werewolves. Caitlin. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that, that's, 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 that's a good, a good for her. All the hers. Like, yeah. Go Sookie and her, and her sorority. Or yes. whatever the fuck I have softened on Trick or Treat, but I will not mention it. I refuse to. Ah. I, 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 that's one of the reasons I thought of it, Eric. It's a classic. It's, 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 it's fun. It's a good Halloween time vibe. I think it's not what... It's not the hype. I don't think. But, you know... <laughs> Um, I love it. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Next week, Halloween kills. Yay. Yay. Reviews are starting to come out. It sounds real nasty and violent, and I'm pretty excited. I am here for it. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, so yeah, check out patreon.com slash bloody good horror um, to get access to our Zoom Tacular. Again, that's October 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Join in on the fun, bring a costume, do some trivia. It's going to be a good time. Um, This coming weekend, starting today, if you're hearing this on release day, hashtag BGH5K. Join in on the fun. Let's see if we can beach nurse. I don't know. He's getting a little too full of himself these days. You know? <laughs> um, he took off the night to train you guys. I mean, yeah, I gotta keep him. You know, I gotta keep him right in the middle. It's like I build him up, but then I have to neg him a little bit to bring him back down. Like when he's getting too full of himself. So, yeah. Well, that's gonna do it. We're still in the thick of it here. Spooky season. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, y'all. Bye, bye.